Thank you for tuning in to the What's the Matter with Me podcast. My name is John. I'm 43 years old, husband, father, small business owner, radio DJ, podcaster. I have multiple sclerosis and I created this podcast to share what I'm going through. I didn't even want to say anything, but what I tell you, he dumped that nerd and he's going to the prom with Kelly. Come on. I went to the butcher shop and I got some good looking red snapper fillets. There were two of them. They were about a pound. They looked okay. I got them. Butcher said they were fresh. I didn't ask him. He was like, these ones are good. A little moral support from the butcher. Getting the red snapper reminded me of the time Anthony B. and his band were at Avenida Rotella. I used to live at Avenida Rotella in Morgan Hill, South San Jose, on the border of San Jose and Morgan Hill. And my cousin lived there, and he was the web designer. He shot photography and made films for Anthony B. Anthony B. was going through Moe's Alley and in Santa Cruz and then somewhere in Oakland. So they stopped at Brian's house. They did some photo web stuff. And they had dinner. They had to make dinner. They had their cook with them. They're all Rastas. They eat Ital food. I don't know what that is, but it's like special rules, you know? So they got rules. They got a chef. They were like, we need snapper fish. And we're like, you mean like red snapper? And they were like, yeah, yeah. And so we went to Knob Hill and and they asked the fish guys, like, do you have snapper fish? And then the guy took him to it and I was like, snapper fish? Dig that. Dig Anthony B. And so I had snapper fish, dumplings, and I, I I used a plastic fork and I broke my fork trying to cut the dumplings and the drummer laughed at me. It was a cool experience where he, he the bass player told me that Willie, we were talking about music and he was like, oh, Willie Nelson. And he, they were all big on Willie Nelson, all these Jamaican Rastas. And they were like, oh, Willie Nelson. Yeah, he's good. And I was like, really? It was cool. Anthony B was cool. The food snapper fish was good. It was on point. They had a cook. The nerd is going to get paid, right? The nerd is going to get more than $1 billion. But he really trashed her. He got her on stage and he trashed her in front of everyone. And now he wants to back out. We'll see about that. Wow, I just got just got totally sucked in and I was going to buy something. You know how that goes when you're on the computer and you're like, oh, I got to buy it. And I was like, wait a second, I'm recording my podcast. 
So I wanted to talk about this lady, Judy Human. She's in a wheelchair. You will be familiar with her if you saw Crip Camp. She was in a wheelchair. She's like very active. She's kind of like the instigator. She's cool. She has a kid's book called Rolling Warrior. And I was just about to order it. I was like, I got to have that. I got to give it, give it to my kids. It has her as drawn as a young person with holding up a sign that says right now. The subtitle Rolling Warrior, the incredible, sometimes awkward, true story of a rebel girl on wheels who helped spark a revolution. Judith Human with Kristen Joyner. That's a kid's book, so I was like, I must buy it. Okay, but I'm back now. The reason I wanted to talk about her is they're going to have an author talk on Tuesday, July 26th at 5 p.m. Eastern, pbsbooks.org, author talk with Judy Human. So I wanted to check that out. There was a, a PBS NewsHour spot on her. Not really on her, but what she started. A brief but spectacular take on disability rights movement. It's a four-minute clip from October 21st of the last year. And it's a kind of about... Judy Human and ableism and lifetime of activism, the brief but spectacular take on the disability rights movement. Check that out. I'll put a link to it in the description. Man, though, I gotta buy that for my kids. Hold on a second. Rolling Warrior. All right, that's that's all I had to look at. Rolling Warrior book, and it came to me. All right, Blamo got that. I gotta have that. I gotta have some stuff to spark conversation about disabled people with my kids. I like talking to them about it. I'd rather talk to them about being disabled now than to kind of hit it in a moment of crisis, you know, to be like, now we have to talk about this because something has happened. I'd rather talk it out beforehand. Anthony B, man, the snapper fish. They they were like, you got snapper fish. We got to have that. Everyone needs it. Judy Human in conversation with PBS Books Tuesday, July 26th. You can learn more at pbsbooks.org. I was thinking about Coco, and Coco is like, Coco came by this morning when I was making coffee, like it's early in the morning, and we always have, she won't get dressed, you know, she won't, get it, eat breakfast, she won't, something's wrong, you know, so it's always like, you don't really know, and so she came around, and she was like, hey, hey, John, John, and like, 
she went away. There was no, nothing happened, but it, I turned to my wife and I was like, Coco has ominous theme music. Like when Coco comes on the scene, it's like, dun, 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 dun. You know, it's scary. Let me get some sound effects in there. I think it's scary. Psst, psst. Hey, John, John. Scary. Hey, John, John. Uh, in the last week, I ordered the Silver Jews um, CD. And yeah, that was a 90s band. Um, the singer was a dude named David Berman. And yeah, it's called American Water. So it, when did that come out? 98. Silver Jews were an American indie rock band from New York City formed in 89 by David Berman alongside Pavement members Stephen Malkmus and... Bob Nastinovich. Berman was the only constant band member during the last few albums. Cassie Berman has become a regular member of the band and they disbanded in 2009. They were on Drag City. So I ordered the American Water CD from 98. They were a band I ignored. I wasn't into them. My wife liked pavement, and so she was kind of like, meh. So, but they came on my radar. David Berman came on my radar on Twitter because there's an account called David Berman Bot. David Berman Bot. At Berman Bot. Wait, at, at B-E-R-M-A-N underscore B-O-T. And so it's just like David Berman lyrics and spits it out a couple times a day, I guess. They made me think like when I when I saw them, I was like, I guess that guy does have pretty good lyrics. Two hours ago, he said this year, the theme for the prom is the Tetragrammaton. 14 hours ago. And so the rent became whiskey. Shattered dogs on the rocks. I don't know why it's important or what's a black and white, a black and white cave rainbow arched between two old shoes. Something about it got me onto it. At Berman underscore bot. And it just showed up, and and so I was like, I subscribe to it now, and it's something I enjoy. So I ordered that Silver Juice record, American Water, because I I listened to a little bit of it, and I was like, this has the right kind of lyrics. I told you he was going with Kelly. My head has mostly recovered from having hit the side of the house, the bricks, and getting road rash. Hold on, I hit my glasses on the microphone. Okay, pretty much recovered from the road rash. I'm kind of, right now, I'm 
I'm giving it a once over. There's no soft spots. But it's it was pretty damaged, I think. But I'm pretty totally together, I would say. So, I, you know, the last episode or a couple episodes ago was all about I admire you. Remember that lady in the Walmart parking lot was like, I admire you. You're out here. And then also the Walmart greeters kind of dealt with me like, you came here by yourself? Those are kind of two sides of the same coin. I, I felt I'm starting to feel a little, we talked about it. I'm feeling a little self-conscious going out. And I'm feeling kind of isolated, like I can't go anywhere alone. And I need to ask people to go places with me or something. And I'm not very good at asking people for help. But I can see I have to reach out more in this situation. Like, given the circumstances... People are like, half of the time, they're like, you're amazing. Well, she didn't say you're amazing, but it's pretty much, she was like, you're amazing. I love you. Well, what'd she say? I admire you. I admire you. And I'm like, okay, I admire you too. It was awkward, right? Then the other people were like, you're here alone. You don't have a handler. You're out. They let you out. I mean, I don't, so I'm out. They let me out. I'm in the, in the open. The package is in the open. I'm not very good at asking for help, but I have to reach out more. I have to ask people to go places with me. Hold on. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a second. I was listening to the classical music station and the lady was like, that piece was by J.S. Bach. You know, sometimes they call him Bach and then they call him J.S. Bach and there's other Bach people. And I was turned to Nami and I was like, do you think J.S. Bach stands for holy shit Bach? <laughs> what? I was watching one of these clips, you know, they're on your phone, and it was some comedian, and he was talking about being fat, and he was like, you know you're fat. You know you're fat when you have to put your belt in your belt loops before you put your pants on. And I was like, okay, whatever. He was dressed like kind of like a clown. I, I, I appreciated his outfit. He had like a, a suit and a big wide tie and he looked silly. I mean, he wasn't dressed like a literal clown, but he was dressed in that tradition of people in comedy who were up on stage in a costume. You know, he was in a, a comedian costume, which is more or less a clown. So he told that, you know you're fat when you have to put your belt in your belt loops before you put your pants on. And I thought that was an interesting idea. And I was like, I was thinking about it and I was looking at myself and I was like, I'm not, 
I'm not fat. That's not my identity. But I was kind of like thinking, I was like, you know you have one arm when you put your belt in the belt loops before you put your pants on. I was like, I'm going to use that idea. I'm going to steal the fat people's idea. So I tried it. I tried it. The first two times I did it, I put it it on backwards. Not inside out, but backwards. Like when you put the buckle on the wrong side. But I don't know how often you've worn your pants with the buckle on the other side. Or maybe you switch day to day. Maybe it's Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, one way, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then maybe the weekends is toss up. Maybe you switch all the time. That's fine, and that's your prerogative. I support you. I support those who switch their belt buckle on one side to the other every day. I support you. So I put my belt in the belt loops and the first time I just I put it on backwards it was but when the buckle is on the other side that I had to figure that out I I can't remember how I did it but I did it but I was like next time I'm going to put this on right and so next day I got I was getting dressed and See, I, I don't want to take the belt out and then have to re-thread it through. That defeats the purpose of pre-feeding the belt through the belt loops. And I do only really have use of one of my hands, so putting my belt on, I didn't want to take it out and turn it around. So I just wore it the rest of the day. And then in the morning, I threaded it again and I did it backwards again. I mean, it looks right. It looks, but then you put it on and you're like, wait, this is backwards. Tales of the belt loop. A comedian stole that comedian's idea. Put your belt in the belt loops and then I abandoned it today. I was like, forget it. Maybe I'll try it again later. My backyard has a lot of trees, trees in it, and it's a pretty shady backyard. But every backyard I've ever had has been a shady backyard because I'm in it. It was time to get a haircut yesterday, and and I was feeling weird to go by myself. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going by myself to get a haircut. And I I didn't think anyone was going to ask me, did you come by yourself? They didn't ask me that. It was cool I got a a haircut. We call my haircut the Polly. Um, because of kind of Polly from the Sopranos was a, a style touchstone for it. Check the this week's selfie. See for yourself. But we always are, we call it my haircut the Polly. And I'm like, give me the Polly. And so Polly passed away. Oh, I accidentally typed Polly D with this space, and it's like Polly D's best tunes. So I'm looking for Polly died. 
Tony Sirico. Tony Sirico, who played Polly Walnuts on The Sopranos. Mr. Sirico was 79 when he died July 8th at an assisted living facility in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Tony Sirico. So, you know, the guy who played Polly died, and my hairstylist, I was texting with her about the time of the appointment, and she was like, text about that movie, and then, then she was like, oh, R.I.P. Polly with an exclamation point. And her her business partner is named Pauly. And I wasn't really sure, but I, I didn't think it was spelled P-A-U-L-I-E. So I, I thought it was spelled differently, but I was like, okay. And then I thought that was a cavalier way to tell me that her business partner had died. And we cleared that up when she was washing my hair and her business partner was there. And we were, I was like, Polly's not dead. It was so cavalier. And then we gave Polly a pass. We, were, we told her, hey, when Angela dies, you can just text people, Angela died with an exclamation point. And that can be it. And that's fine. So no one asked me at... At the hair salon, no one was like, you came by yourself? No, I just came there. It was cool. I kind of lurked around a little bit. It worked. I got my hair cut. Check it out in the selfie. Anyway, I told the hairstylist the whole thing about the going by yourself and how I'm, I'm like feeling a loss of independence because people are kind of treating me and saying, hey, I admire you or are you here by yourself? And both of those, I'm just like, I mean, I, I, more people could tell me I'm, a, I'm a, a glutton for I admire you talk. More people could admire me. Anyway, I told the hairstylist about it and she, I was like, I'm kind of weirded out about doing outside sales for Hoppin' Hot Sauce. There are a few markets here in town that I want to approach, but it's hard for me to like carry the bottles and the flyers and business cards and like, and walk with my cane at the same time. So I have to like figure out, I'm like, do I need a backpack? Maybe. I use one of those one shoulder messenger bags kind of things because I can get into it and out of it without taking it on and off. I just kind of swing it back and forth. But I can't really carry a lot of stuff, especially not a bunch of glass bottles. And So I got to figure this out. I have to do some hard thinking. Anyway, she, the hairstylist, then she volunteered to help me do outside sales. And I was like, okay, free labor. I had to file that. But then I was like, I don't know. It's kind of crossing the streams. I'm not sure if it's right. It's like when that guy told me to go first in line. I think people just want to help me. But I appreciate the thought. I'm not sure if it's a good idea, but I appreciate the thought. 
Yeah, but I got to figure out how to get outside with my sales kit and sell Hoppin' Hot Sauce because it's an amazing product. And every time I do, people are like, I'm buying because it's good. I did some more. Okay, play the jingle. Hoppin' Hot Sauce, it's the best hot sauce. Hoppin' Hot Sauce. It's the best sauce in the world. The world, I'm telling you. Yeah, the jingle. The jingle is the thingle. That's what they say. I did some more press for Hoppin' Hot Sauce. Like, I wrote more handwritten notes with my red hot sauce pen to one person who's like an indie rock DIY musician and poster artist. So, like... And he lived in Yucca Valley. And so did that one. And then I, I sent something to the newspaper in New York. It was like real press. I wrote them notes with my red hot sauce pen. I'm excited about that. I, I'm reupholstering this chair in my house. I have this, this vision of... I have a chair that's been kind of in disrepair and I want to upholster it in, in a black and white stripe fabric. But I need to find a source for fabric here in Oakland because I need eight yards of it. So I want to have a black and white striped chair and have these Beetlejuice pillows with Michael Keaton's face from Beetlejuice on it. So I want it to be like a kind of talisman Beetlejuice object and it's a chair. I want to sit in it. I like that idea. And it's, it's happening. I'm in touch with the upholsterer. Damn it, I'm mad is damn it, I'm mad backwards. So give it up. Quit being mad because it doesn't take you anywhere and you deserve to go places. Go somewhere. Thank you for tuning in to What's the Matter with Me podcast. Now you're going to go somewhere. You can find past episodes on what's the matter with me.org. You can see the selfie of the week other great stuff you can subscribe to this podcast and get it all sent to you every single week and you won't have to do anything anymore you can just lie there see you next week